Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Steve. And I'm Jason. Welcome to the first episode of Dual Ramblings. The show where we find random topics to talk about and then discuss them. On today's episode, uh, we're going to take a look at the NVIDIA cards, uh, the horrible launch of the 3080s, and the fire sales that are going on, as well as taking a look into uh, wearables and implants as far as the future is concerned. All right, Jason. Well, as our resident gamer, do you want to try to set the stage here for the 2080 Ti mess as far as uh, the fire sale, or would you rather talk about how the botched you know, launch went? Well, the thing is, they kind of really do go hand in hand. Um, I think to really set the stage, you almost need to talk about the 3080s. Uh, well, the whole 30 series, really. Uh, as of right now, NVIDIA is putting out the 3070s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and that launch was horrendous. Uh, there have been many reports of people who went from uh, notify me when it's available to sold out all in the blink of mm, 10 seconds. Uh, and it looks like once again, with another one of these tech launches, bots are the bane of everyone's existence, at least for those who actually want any. Uh, did you end up having to deal with any of that? Or I don't know if you've been looking at uh, upgrading video cards or anything like that. Heck no. I use an Apple. I don't, that's not even an option for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I always forget you're on Apple. No, no. We, we, we stand our own lines and we, uh, we deal with, uh, you know, backlogs in different ways. And uh, bots typically aren't one of them. Uh, well, and that's true. It, it seems like a lot of that does happen in store for Apple. But uh, I, I'm still thinking you guys aren't immune. Like, you can still order... I mean, take a look at, like, the iPads and the um, iMacs and stuff. That stuff's all still done online. So I know I've heard reports before of you guys having to deal with, you know, similar type things, even if it wasn't quite to this level. Sure. And over the years, I think that's refined and gotten a little bit better. Uh, their stock levels, um, you know, as far as keeping things ready to go, the, I think Apple pushes dates out a little bit better too. They kind of set the stage a lot of times of you can order it today, it'll be ready in a week kind of deal. And I feel like that gives them more of a buffer and more of a lead. Whereas to the best of my knowledge, NVIDIA kind of said, okay, here's the day we're going to flip the switch. And then everything kind of went downhill. And sadly, that is kind of a lot of what happened. Um, from everything I've been able to find out on it, uh, there was a multitude of issues that other retailers have been able to come across and fix. For instance, in this particular sale, they didn't put a limit on how many cards one could buy. I know normally when you see a lot of other ones, even looking at you know Nike and some of those one-off shoe sales, you know, limit two per customer. Now, even on a graphics card, two per customer, no, it still makes sense because, I mean, at least the the tw uh, 20 series was run the same way because you could run them in SLI, and having two graphics cards still made sense. But, yeah, I remember there was, uh, I forget if it was a forum post or a, a Twitter post that somebody was like, yep, I got my 14 on the way. Get it, suckers. You know, it's like, that's the stuff that kind of drives me nuts because you know he's just going to turn around and try to sell them. I mean, to be fair, if you take a look at eBay right now, even before the the launch happened, we were already seeing uh, offers already being put up and auctions put up on eBay uh, with four or five, six hundred dollar or more increases to the selling price of those cards, and that's a problem. So, given that you know Apple hasn't seen 
too much of that, at least as such. Uh, is there anything you can think of to you know, help try to mitigate that in the future for bases like this? Because this was a big letdown for a lot of people. Yeah, um, and I guess going back to that a little bit, the, the whole limit two per card, you know, granted there are people out there and there are companies and businesses that, you know, money's not necessarily the issue, but to the best of my knowledge, these cards are like half the cost, I think, of what they were a year or two ago, correct? Uh, from what I understand, it looks like they're actually right in line, like the 3070 is about the same as the 2070 was, or if not a little bit cheaper. Um, so they're actually reasonably priced, which is surprising because the amount of difference between the 10 series to the 20 series was negligible the 20 to the 30 series though has been a hell of an upgrade so i've been watching a lot of like pre-reviews where they were able to dig into the guts and uh take a look at performance and stuff like that and even if you have the 20 series it's still worthy of that upgrade whereas it couldn't be said the same for the the 10 to 20 series as much but for the same price level Right, but with the new ones coming in at a very reasonable rate, and with them not having any sort of a any sort of a cap or anything of that nature, that would make me think that you know if people want to double up, you know, if it's not net, you know, ridiculously expensive, why would I not get doubles, you know, and and run, you know, SLI or something like that for you know the better performance. Um, sure. That being said, you know, the bots and the people that are scraping, you know, the people that are probably putting orders in for 10 of them or 20 of them or 100 of them, I think that is probably what ultimately broke the system. You know, how do you fix that? I don't know. Do you do, you know, like the, the CAPTCHA kind of deal? You know, do you have people tie it to like an NVIDIA account sort of deal, like where you have to go in and make an account and be validated per se? Well, I think there's a few ways around that too. Like, sadly, the even the captcha idea, uh, there's bots that can easily bypass that now. You know, so it's and and you're right, trying to find exactly how to combat that is the trick. I remember one thing I was seeing was trying to do some sort of a two factor. Like, you have to input a phone number and then reply the you know the the secret code that is texted to you in order to process it. Would it be slower? Sure. But I think that might, you know, something like that might even help to stop the bots. Sure, yeah. And even if you could validate, say you could validate um, your phone number 20 minutes ahead of time or 30 minutes ahead of time, you know, that way you're ready to go still at launch, but hopefully that wouldn't be enough time for all the scammers and everybody to validate, you know, 100,000 accounts kind of deal to still screw everybody over. One could only hope. As <laughs> <laughs> I say, th this is why we should make the big bucks. You know, if if we can sit here and you know have a conversation about this and figure it out, what's Nvidia's deal? And that's that is a lot of the question because you know we've seen many different tech launches. We've seen, I mean, just product launches in general. Where sure, you know, it's going to sell out quickly. I remember I was uh, actually at work, but I happened to pull up on. Uh, Amazon and a few other sites just to kind of see and quite literally within two minutes it was sold out across the board everywhere yeah so yeah, it's like it was... that's you build all this hype but then you don't have a the product to to follow through with it and I get it the turnaround I think was much quicker than um, some products but you kind of think they might have started maybe a little earlier to have a, a larger foothold of stock knowing full well 
that as soon as you put out the specs, everybody's going to want some of this. Sure. And um, I'm looking, uh, there was a PC, uh, PC Mag article, article that you had sent me, and uh, to quote them, it, it said that uh, NVIDIA said they had unprecedented demand, you know, for the, the 3080. You know, is that twice as much as they had last year? Is that, you know, considered unprecedented? Is it 10 times as much? You know, if again, if they're announcing something that's supposedly so much better, you know, was it just an oversight? Did somebody just kind of, you know, miscalculate? You know, who's who's uh, who's falling on the sword on this one? You know, is it marketing? Is it you know, the, the the supply chain? You know, where's where's the fault lie on this one? And that is the 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 other million dollar question. And and at the end of the day, it's not necessarily for someone to to fall on the sword. Um, you know, it happened, but how do you move forward? And thankfully, actually, in that same uh, PC Mag article, uh, one of the things they're doing is actually going back to manually review some of those orders. So in doing that, it's like, oh, we have one for 14. They can go ahead and cancel that, you know, or if it's something that it seems fishy, they can go ahead and actually cancel the order, which does also bring into its own set of questions. Like, well, what if you end up canceling an order that somebody just happened to get lucky, but was a legit order? I think the big thing there is your bots, your scalpers, they're going to try to order mass amounts. So even if retroactively you're like max two per customer and eliminate everything past that, fine. You know, at the end of the day, they're still going to end up selling them all. I don't know, man. I, I think, I think if you're smart enough to create bots and stuff like that, your bot, while there are probably some that are ordering 10 or 15 or 20 cards, who's also to not say that it can just be incremental. You know, it's, it's bot number one orders one, bot number two orders three, you know, it, and it's just, you know, one or two per, and it just looks like a different ID or a different person, you know, and the bot just kind of has like a rolling, you know, John Smith, five and john smith eight you know that sort of deal you know it might not be a quantity issue on an individual order they're just ordering ten thousand through multiple different you know bots or different you know ids within the bot and that does and yeah i mean that's uh i think at the end of the day that's that's entirely possible i mean you you gotta think these people have gotten real good at what they do uh as far as writing these bots and you kind of have some that are mostly prepared anyway so i could see that while it would take each one uh, a little bit longer so to speak to run than just one mass order i feel like if that were the case you would have had more people getting lucky and being able to get through i watch a couple different uh, popular tech youtubers and both which had put out like polls on twitter like hey was anybody actually able to get through and get one the only answers that they were able to get one were those in brick and mortar stores, which makes sense. Any online order, no one has been able to actually get one, which does make me think that you know it was still more than mass ordering. But I don't know. Nvidia hasn't exactly shown the numbers of uh, <laughs> how those sales went. It's like a DDoS of shopping. Is kind, kind of, of what yeah. it reminds me of, and maybe maybe it has happened, and I'm just not aware. But I feel like I haven't heard of this sort of a situation happening to other companies, and maybe maybe they handle it better. Maybe there's a different system in place or something. But like you know, when Tesla announces the Model Three, you know, you didn't hear about them like all but crashing essentially trying to take orders. You know, I mean, they they were pushing 
time frames back for when people would get them and stuff, but you didn't hear about anything like this where it essentially was like unorderable kind of deal. It's easy to say oversight, and it's, it's also easy to look within hindsight. You know, I'm not on the high-end business level, so I don't know how easy any of it is. But take some cues from others because there are many tech companies that put out stuff that have a lot of hype. You know, take a look at Sony and the PlayStation or Microsoft and the Xbox. They always have a similar hyped launch that sells out quickly and efficiently. And sure enough, as is usual, you end up seeing those back on eBay right away. So it's not that this is so much unprecedented. Maybe the numbers were, sure. But this as a situation isn't exactly unprecedented. So somebody's doing something right somewhere. Like you said, for as popular as Apple is, you don't often hear this coming from them. So the question is why? What are they doing differently? Well, it's it's an, I don't know if economy of scale is necessarily the right term in that situation, but I mean, you're not, you're comparing David and Goliath on that one too. You know, NVIDIA will sell a fraction. I mean, a, a literal fraction of what an iPad or an iPhone would sell at too. Foxconn's factory where they're cranking those babies out, you know, they run two months, 24 hours a day, you know, ahead of time, you know, ahead of launch, you know, and they have literally cranked out millions of them. They'll do in the first couple of days, probably, or in the first day, even what NVIDIA is probably going to do for the entire life of this graphics card. So uh, while you don't necessarily hear of that happening, like I said, you do hear about slipping timeframes. You hear that every single year, like an Apple tech press and whatnot, you know, they're constantly talking about, you know, date slipping and, and you know, getting pushed back within, a, you know, 10 minutes of ordering kind of deal. You know, it goes from being the first day deliveries to being a week later or two weeks later. So it does happen, but I think the difference is that Apple, Apple never ever puts a cap. It's not like, well, you know, you guys have bought eight million iPhones and we didn't plan for more than that, so we're just going to stop taking orders. You know, that doesn't happen. It, what it seems like to me is that Nvidia was like, okay, the website is set that you know at, at whatever X, you know, five million orders or whatever the case may be, stop. And it seems like that's what happened is that like that whatever that magic number was got hit and then everything just kind of stopped. Because otherwise, why would you not be able to place an order? True, even if it was, you know, on back order or anything at that point. So that does make me agree that the, it sounds like there's some sort of a limited supply there anyway. And with the, the slowdown in manufacturing because of everything going on right now, sure, I get that. But at least if you can get the order in, even if you tell me like, look, you have your order in, it'll just take three months to get it for you. Right. You know, because it'll be bat batch two that comes out. Awesome. I'm okay with waiting on that. You know, so it's, and I'm curious to see when round two comes as popular as the launch was. Are we going to see the same thing for round two? Well, ideally not, because if you can, I would assume till then they have found a way to address the bots and scrapers and things. So I think that based on what I was reading, you know, 80 or 90% of their orders kind of deal, which were, a fake essentially i think that will get scraped or cut off so i think the second time around is going to be legitimate people which you know even if it's a double increase over last year kind of deal it wasn't it wasn't like any other year prior they haven't been able to deal with this so i i think that the second round through definitely should not be a problem and i feel like normally with these launches it's not uh at the same time partly because I mean, from a PR perspective, this is going to hurt. Oh, sure. Oh, I can't. I, it has to have hurt. 
once the second round comes along, some people are going to forget about that. Why? Because the card's going to stand on its own. Right. So, I mean, that is going to be that other catch-22 there. Like, how bad of a PR hit are they actually going to take? They're still going to be popular. It's still going to be the go-to card, short of looking at AMD. Now, I know they're set to announce here shortly uh, the 4000 series cards. Mm-hmm. Which I find odd that they haven't announced them before the uh, NVIDIA cards came out. But, hey, you know, such is the way of life. I feel like those two tend to kind of go in off-seasons anyway. It's like looking at baseball versus football. As soon as one's kind of slowing down, the other one picks back up. They just kind of flip-flop. Sure. Which isn't bad, honestly, from a competition standpoint. It's like, hey, what's available at this time? And some people are diehard one or the other. Me personally... Ah, never really had much of a a stake either way. You know, most of the ones I've had have been NVIDIA, but I haven't built a lot of my own PCs. So it, perhaps if I did, I would think the other direction. So a lot of those, you're not necessarily jumping back and forth. Just in general, NVIDIA versus AMD, you're likely switching your motherboard and a few other pieces out as well. So that's one thing, thankfully, you don't have to deal with with that. Sure, and market share wise, Nvidia is definitely bigger than AMD. I mean, that's not that's not even up for debate. Um, so, I mean, even with even with AMD's card coming out, unless they drop some sort of crazy bomb, I, I don't I don't think it'll much make a difference. And I don't think so either, at least on, on that aspect. But I am curious to see when AMD does drop theirs because there are a lot of diehard AMD fans. Um, you know, and right, maybe not quite to the same numbers, but are we going to see the exact same thing, or are they going to learn from this come their next launch? That I'm curious to see and find out. Well, if they don't learn from it, then I mean, there's, there's, I would imagine there's going to be terrible fallout from that. <laughs> That's your own fault if you don't learn from that. <laughs> right. I mean, if you see your your competition get slammed by something like that, and you don't make the necessary precautions to keep that from happening to you. Especially for something like that, you know, that's on you. So I think this whole debacle, though, does bring up a couple of, you know, very good points and more so uh, kind of moves directly into the other thing I wanted to talk about in regards to this. Let's say that, you know, NVIDIA didn't go through and uh, try to manually cancel some because, you know, some of those bot orders are still going to go through. Like you said, maybe some of them are the one to two spots, um, you know, maybe a bigger lot happens to go through anyway. Mm-hmm. You have some of these scalpers looking to turn turn around and take the $699 card and sell it for, in some cases, over two grand. Yeah. So I, for me personally, it's kind of that, that tough aspect because from a moral aspect, I find that scummy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it ha- that happens all the time. Like you were talking about the Nikes and things before. Th- that that kind of stuff runs rampant, though, in the market. Oh, for sure. So when you have something that anytime there's that, that thing, it could be a Barbie doll at Christmas, it could be whatever, you know, there's there's always going to be that, that turn and burn kind of deal that comes down a little bit to self-control, though. You know, everybody wants to get a brand new card. Who doesn't want a brand new graphics card? But if it's a $699 card, you know, would you really pay two grand to get it a month or two earlier? Personally, I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's just the people that have the money, you know, that are, that are willing to burn the money to save the time. Which then does bring up the question of, well, take a look at free market capitalism. The problem I have on that that argument, though, because that's one of the arguments I've seen. It's like, well, I hate to hate on it because, you know... 
you turn around, you flip it, look at buying a house and flipping it. You know, it's, it's a similar idea. It's not your initial house. You bought it for this purpose. In theory, that's exactly what's going on here, just on a, a much larger scale, I would say. To, I don't know. To me, that's still a moral, a moral dark ground. You're, you're actively trying to decrease the supply and kind of artificially doing it in, in its own way, which could be argued the legalities of that. Sure. But at the same time, nobody has a gun to the buyer's head either. You know, nobody's forcing anybody to go out and buy those cards at two or three or four times the markup. You know, if you do that, that's ultimately on you. And honestly, if people didn't do it, then the market wouldn't be there in the first place. The only reason those people can do it is because people are buying. And that's fair. You know, and legality aside, you know, whether, whether there's anything to that or not, I don't know. It boils down to the buyer, you know. They're creating the, the, the demand. Although I did have to laugh because I remember hearing from somebody, and, and again, I can't recall who it was that I was watching that they had found an article where I guess somebody was just mad about the whole thing, so wrote a bot to basically jam up the price on the eBay auctions. <laughs> yes, I saw that. It was putting in like fake bids or whatever, like for like ten grand or something like that, and then they were going to cut bait and just walk away sort of deal. And because it was uh, so, it's so much of a process to go through, and you couldn't resell that particular item right away. They'd have to upsell their own bid, basically win their own auction. So that way, it's like, well, it's been done. the The payment has been received, and can re go through the process of putting it back on auction. Which I did find funny. That uh, I guess that's one way to you know bot the bots. But I mean, even in of itself, that does seem like it would be a pain because, I mean, if you have to essentially pay yourself and complete the auction, you know, if, if somebody's if somebody's bot is making essentially a $10,000 bid, you potentially got to have the cash to really actually cover that because, I mean, I would imagine there still have to be some sort of proof of the transaction. You know, a lot of times it's PayPal and things like that are the only options for some of these. See, and that's where I don't know enough about eBay to know, like, if you'd have to... Um necessarily do it through their site or if it's basically just up to the seller to to go well they didn't pay me and actually fight it that way right but i think that's the that's part of the problem isn't it isn't that what was creating the headache for them in the first place is that there wasn't just an easy way for them to be like oh well it just got messed up so let's cancel and start over right short of short like they would have to contest that through ebay which sure would likely work just fine while taking some time instead of uh, going the extra step to outbid the bot, basically sell it to themselves, in which case they could just say, well, I'm not going to fight it. The payment's been made. Right. It, it's interesting to see not just the frustrations of you know people in an instance like this, but to also see the, I don't want to say level of pettiness, because honestly, I, I kind of dig what they did right there. I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like find someone cheating in a game and then you end up aimbotting them or uh, one of those games where it just takes all the cheaters and puts them in a lobby together. Sure. Instant justice sort of deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So in this case, I am I am all about that. And I had to laugh pretty hard when I when I heard about them writing bots to combat. Right. Which is, like you said, it's kind of almost a full circle because, you know, the whole thing, the whole problem started with bots you know as far as being able to buy the new cards 
which then pushed, which which is the you know, next talk, but I think we should jump into as well, is, you know, pushing people then that were trying to get those new cards to essentially fire sale a lot of their 2080 TIs and a lot of their other, you know, higher end or newer graphics cards. And I, I kind of wonder, you know, if I'm the guy that jumped on eBay and, you know, sold off my brand new graphics card essentially and then couldn't get my order to go through for the new one, you know, how mad am I right now? Oh, for sure. Especially if you, like, let's just say you just sold it last week because you know as well as I did, there's people like, you know what, I'm just going to sell this while I'm by the new one. Well, A, never sell your old until you have the new, unless you were trying to use the money from the old to buy the new. But though, I can only imagine the frustration you're sitting in right now. Because if that's me, I'm going to be royally upset. Sure. And, and I mean, there's a lot of people. I mean, the, the 2080 Ti was was stopped the was the, the, the new hotness sort of deal, like right up until just, you know, a week or two ago, you know, and so there was people that were just buying those recently, you know, so they had just shelled out, you know, quite a chunk of money, you know, and then to turn around and have to sell it for uh, the article I was reading, um, you know, was saying that a lot of them were selling for, you know, $500 or less. Yeah. And it's, I was looking a couple months back, you know, about upgrading my rig and, uh, almost dropped and, and picked up the 2080 and then i caught wind that they were working on the 30 series i'm like i'm gonna wait and i'm glad i did because i'm one of those at that point if i'd already bought it i'd have kept it and then used it for a while although to see the performance between the 1060 i'm using now to even a 2060 or 2070 only to see that there's double that improvement for just about the same price on the 30 you know 60 30 70 30 oh yeah then i'd been upset then too right and if you're trying to use the money on your card that you're trying to flip, essentially, and essentially it crashes, you know, if the market crashes for them because there's so many of them, you know, then you're getting next to nothing, you know, to, to put towards your new one. So I just, I can't even imagine being one of these guys right now. I would, I would, I would be so angry. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if angry even covers it. Like, it's... And then again, where do you direct that anger to? It's perfectly valid point to be angry at that in that instance but do you get angry at nvidia for not trying to take precautions knowing full well that the demand was going to be there and it's it's easy to say yeah it was unprecedented sure but you know that i mean you've been the talk of the town now for the last what month or so since they originally announced it Mm, read the news read the forums like you know there's going to be a popular series of cards well, and and even even aside from that, even say before it was launched, even before it was announced, they know in house what they're going to put out. They know how much better it is. This isn't a surprise to them, you know. I'm I'm sure that there is marketing. I'm sure there is all kinds of research done. You know, they're not dumb. They there's no way that they weren't like we're going to sell a crap ton of these. I mean, it's it's not a surprise. So, I mean, ultimately, I say this is still at the feet of Nvidia. I don't know. But also be mad at the scalpers and those who wrote the bots in the first place. Like, I say that, but I also know that to some extent it's like, yo, if this is what I need to do to get my one card that I personally want to use, cool. All right, in cases like that, but you had, oh, what was the site? It was in that um, article, Bounce Alerts, who their sole purpose is basically providing a bot service to get those cards at 
$75 a month subscription. But that was to help legitimate people get it. To the no. Best of my... <laughs> oh, okay. I maybe I maybe I was thinking of a different article then, because the one I was reading, I I thought I had saw one that they were saying that there was a um a, a service essentially that was like that. It was supposed to be for notifying, you know, saying hey, this is live, go get it, sort of deal. Um, and then when people tried to use that, it didn't work because the bots essentially had already you know destroyed everything. And and I think that's kind of part of that. Um, I know at least from the few things that I've heard on bounce alerts, I haven't you know deep dive researched the company, but from some of the reports that I've seen, it's basically a subscription service to be the bot for you. I know in the PC Mag article, the um, one tweet that they pulled out was somebody saying like, "Yo, thanks bounce alerts for." you know, getting me my 14 NVIDIA cards. Right, but that's more or less what I was talking about then. It's a legitimate person using the service to acquire a product. To get 14, though? Well, <laughs> regardless of quantity, even if your plan is to resell them, it's the bot isn't in that situation. The person, individual people are using the bot. It isn't one person with a thousand bots sort of deal. And and true. In that case, you know, I, I do stick with that. But it's, I don't know, I'm I, in a lot of ways I'm kind of torn on that. Like, I've been watching the release of these, and now I'm also going to keep track just because I'm, I'm curious. So I've been looking at the, the fire cells and how those are selling. Because even those now, they know full well, like those who are trying to offload their 2080s, they know full well that there's people who really just want to upgrade. But... I haven't actually taken too much of a look to see at the prices to see if they're just how inflated they are, but I imagine they probably are quite inflated on the 2080s as well. well no, those are the ones that had crashed. Those were down in the dumps because everybody sold them off. There was The market was flooded with them. So if you wanted a 2080, now would be the time to get it because you could pick it up for next to nothing. Ah, yep, I had that backwards in my own head. However, I mean, even still, even if, even say you could pick one up for three or four hundred dollars, though, is it really that much? You know, you're getting so much more performance out of the new card. Personally, I'd still spend the extra two, three hundred bucks and just get one that's brand new. And personally, that's exactly where I'm at. Right. Even if I had to wait a month or two. Let's pivot here a little bit. Let's uh, let's possibly discuss us all becoming our own bots, you know, with having implants in our brain. What, what do you think about getting a, uh, an implant there, Jason? Here's the thing. Uh, to me, it would kind of depend on exactly what it's doing. Because if you take a look at the uh, the entire medical field right now, we're full of implants as it stands. Uh, you know, personally, I just had LASIK uh, about a month ago. So while it's not a you know microchip, basically an implanted contact lens. But you take a look at you know stints for your heart, or you take a look at uh, pacemakers, which at that point, does actually have a chip. So, really, it's going to have to depend on exactly what it's going to do for me. Uh, I would wait until we'd have more information on it, and maybe the long-term effects, especially if you're talking something like, I don't know, in my brain. <laughs> well, and that's what Elon Musk is working on. Um, I have an article here from CNN Business, and uh, Musk was showing off you know, an implant chip that they had put in the brain of a pig and um, it, it doesn't sound based on the article it doesn't sound like it's uh, super advanced yet you know that apparently it was um, 
essentially following the pathways of the uh, the pig's snout so as it would smell things or bump into things, you know, that would light up, you know, kind of detecting that, that something had happened or something had transpired kind of deal. Um, but I don't think there's a whole lot yet that they can really do with that. But, you know, if we fast forward 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you know, suddenly your iPhone or your Android phone, you know, is, is implanted in your brain kind of deal is kind of what I'm envisioning. I can see that to some extent, although that kind of brings up its own questions when it comes to privacy and security. So that's a whole can of worms on that aspect. But I could also still see a lot of benefits from from doing implants like that. Uh, one of the things that you know we as humans don't fully grasp in the medical field is how the brain functions. We have good ideas, but if you could find a way to use that uh, computer interface to actually map how thoughts occur and move through the brain and are stored, that could be you know life changing on a on a humankind scale. Well, totally. But go take take a step back real quick, though. You you said about you know that your potential problem was like with privacy and security and whatnot. You know those aren't necessarily issues that we're not dealing with now. It's just not in your brain specifically. You know whether whether somebody hacks into my phone or hacks into a phone that's in my brain per se. I don't necessarily know that I foresee those issues to be different regarding the location of the device itself. I could see that. I think for me, it would it would really also be dependent on can it just receive or can it send signal as well, if that makes sense. Well, I'm picturing, imagine your phone miniaturized and in your brain. So if you want to search Facebook or you want to send a text message or you want to call somebody, you know, you just more or less think it or you wink it or, you know, whether you more or less see the screen projected to your eye sort of deal via your brain or whether you literally just think, you know, you're thinking the UI sort of deal. I don't know the execution on that one, but I'm imagining it, you know, a lot of like sci-fi movie style kind of deal where it is literally what we have now, just it's in your head. Not gonna lie, that would be kind of cool though. Like if you could basically, you know, call up a uh, uh, Google UI and just see it right there, but it's not necessarily displayed for everybody. It's displayed like to your cornea, for instance, uh, or even to like an external glasses. <laughs> Basically Google Glass, but without actually having to do much of anything. Uh, I think that would be real cool overall. I think mine with the, the sending or receiving is, could that device somehow be hacked to actually send a signal, thereby, you know, sending neurons or there's some smart hacky people out there and uh <laughs> could you find a way to you know send signals through or affect the nervous system otherwise likely not chances are it's more so only interpreting signals not sending signals although if you could if you could work that on two side signals think about having you know like a quadriplegic be able to send a signal to you know specifically like a um prosthetic and and somehow be able to regain some of that movement or function. And I think I, I'm almost 100% sure that is kind of some of the end-all, be-all goal for some of this. Um, I know the the particular test that, you know, Elon's team had done was just a receive function currently. You know, like the, the pig would sniff something or the pig would, you know, bump the, the pen or something with its nose, and it was receiving those 
it's not a far cry once you could master that, I wouldn't think, to start going the other direction. And even then, the other direction is specifically would just be the question of how it's transmitted. If it's like a wireless, but there's also a wireless receiver in the prosthetic, cool. It's not crossing your nervous system at all. If you could find a way to tie into the nervous system to send the signal through that, that's where it does get a little scary. Because, you know, oh, we're going to have you, you know, muscle twitch in your leg. You know, while that doesn't sound all that bad, it's a muscle twitch. How else could that be used if that were to blow up on that aspect? Stick with your muscle twist thing. You know, you, you have somebody at the top of a big staircase and you make their muscle twitch and they fall down and get hurt. You know, I mean, they, you absolutely could weaponize, essentially, that sort of thing. So that would be a worry that I would have in that aspect. Unless there is some sort of a physical contact, like you were saying, like the Google Glass kind of deal, you know, so you have like two electrodes on the side of your head, more or less, and the the glasses make contact with that so that then they they link to your, you know, your implant. But if your implant is something that is essentially going to have wireless built into it, Regardless of whether the wireless talks to your prosthetic or not, I mean, that still becomes hackable. True. And that would be, you know, the real big question. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, encryption and security has come a very long way. However, it's not imperfect. Oh, no, it's definitely not. <laughs> and I mean, the whole, you know, the whole deal with the FBI and Apple a couple of years ago, you know, I mean, there's, there's no, there's clearly no good situation in that yet, because I mean, if, if nothing else, that's proved that just about anything can be hacked, essentially, um, you know, and such, especially something like that, you know, if it's to the average Joe Schmo, they might not be worth as much, but, you know, say Bill Gates got one of these, or say Elon Musk got one, or somebody that actually is worth something, suddenly the target becomes a lot more valuable, and it's worth the time and resources to hack that. Sure. And also, can we just talk about if you're doing something like that, where you're, uh, like an implant was, let's just say, moving to your eye, so you need to make a call, you can see the the UI and everything else. How long until they jam ads in there? Oh, for sure. I mean, we have ads everywhere anyway. I don't really want them beamed into my brain. And, and honestly, that, like, while I don't want somebody tapped into my feed, more or less, however you want to look at it, um, I, I would be incredibly sensitive to who essentially put those things out because... You know, if movies have taught me anything, it's that everything gets abused. So, like, you know, even if Apple made one of those, I would be incredibly, like, hesitant to jump on that bandwagon because while the current, you know, administration at Apple sort of deal seems to be on the up and up and as a whole seems to be wanting to do the right thing, doesn't mean in another 20 years that somebody else at the helm is going to be in that same situation you know, and, and it's not like it's something you can just take off or take out. You know, I mean, you're talking about something that's in your brain or under your skull. I mean, that isn't just a, oh, well, you know, I don't trust this thing anymore. I'm going to pop it out. You know, that's that's a big deal. Now, if you could find if there was a way to basically disconnect, so to speak, you know, turn it off. Uh, that, I think, would might ease some of that thought process. But if you can turn it off just tying into to like the brainwave and the mental aspect on that who's to say it couldn't be remotely turned back on a hundred percent totally agree 
And, and again, that's where, you know, that's where a little bit of my fear comes with this. I think there, like you said, I think there is a lot of awesome, great potential possibilities. You know, you, you know, the soldier comes back from war, he had his leg blown off, they get him a new leg, you know, and he can communicate with the leg. And essentially, you know, if your brain is still communicating correctly, my thinking would be is that, you know, it's not something you're like, okay, leg move, you know, it's not that kind of deal. It's that whole, you know, behind the scenes kind of deal. Your body is just doing it, you know, and if your body can't necessarily tell that your leg is gone, you know, it's just communicating to your leg via the, the implant, you know, those kind of things, that sounds great, you know, to be able to fix somebody or to be able to help, you know, restore people. Perfect. Those are the, those are the things they're going to use to sell it. But much like privacy and much like everything else, you know, you know, look at your Facebook account. Um, you know, and I don't think we're going to discuss it tonight, but you know, at some point I'd like to talk about, you know, with the, the Oculus being acquired by Facebook and, you know, now they're forcing people to use Facebook logins and things to, to do that. You know, if I have something in my head and a company decides that their direction is changing or that they have different goals or, you know, like I said, God forbid, they get acquired by somebody else, you know, and then suddenly the rules are different, you know, then what? That's, that's where my, that's where my big issue comes in with a lot of that stuff. And that, and that does make a lot of sense. Uh, I could see where all of that issue would come into play. Uh, I will say the one thing that that article, because I remember taking a look at that earlier, one of the things that does make me feel a little better anyway is that the wireless networking they're using is actually low-energy Bluetooth. The good part about that is that that only has a range of about, what, 30 feet, if I'm not mistaken? So in order to actually hack that, you would have to be right there. Sure, but... If I'm sitting on the subway next to somebody, I mean, you figure a 10, 15, 20 minute ride. And again, I have no idea how long it would take to hack something like that. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying that this is a problem we have to deal with today or tomorrow, but it is something that we need to be thinking about as this becomes more mainstream. And I think over time it will become or at least similar ideas will become more mainstream. So it doesn't hurt to talk about this stuff now. Oh, absolutely. I, I remember years ago, like I remember my dad being very upset when Apple first announced Touch ID because he was really bothered by the fact that they were using your fingerprint to get into a phone. Uh-huh. And, you know, he came from a time where there was a lot of distrust and things like that, you know, in the first place, which, you know, I can kind of get a little bit of that. It's just kind of the whole keeping up with technology kind of deal. But, you know, he's not necessarily wrong. You know, there are other companies and there's other companies that have been caught for it, you know, with like facial recognition and things, you know, where they're collecting all these faces and they're collecting all these you know these these face prints essentially and then they're getting used or they're getting sold to their companies or they're you know getting sent off to the highest bidder and of course and that's kind of the sad part of it even companies are like oh we don't sell your yeah you do just just tell me you do because we all know you're going to at some point you might not now but what's a promise but nothing really at the end of the day from a business to the consumer if it's just a promise that means Absolutely nothing. Who's to say they don't turn around on said promise? So I think that privacy does become a big factor there because who all knows what all that's tracking? I don't know. There, there's just so many ways we can go about you know implants like this, and it's fascinating. You know, as someone who enjoys sci-fi, who enjoys just science as a whole, it's it's kind of awesome to see. Hell, for that matter, even thinking of how that could play into like gaming 
could you imagine playing a game that literally all was happening in your head? Well, or or not having controller lag, or not having you know stuck button or something of that nature. At least you let's know, hope about, not. You know, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> oh, I broke my thumb. Oh no, I can't play this game. Remap the controls. Uh, right. But no, I I, I think. Um, the biggest thing about these implants that I also find fascinating is actually just the growth of technology. Take a look at the 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 growth from the fifties to the sixties, which wasn't a lot, but it it was some. Sixties to seventies that grew even more so, and since then it's just been an exponential rise in how quickly tech generates and evolves. So you have right. you know look at the original Star Trek which came out in 19... I don't know. Um, but back then, half of the stuff that was in that show has now come to fruition, and everyone at the time said, that's impossible. So I don't tend to think that anything's truly impossible. We just don't know how to do it yet. I was watching uh, Back to the Future uh, the other day with, with uh, my, my kid, and uh, I was looking at it because, you know, when they travel forward, they travel. I forget what year it is. I think it's 2017, I believe it is. Um, and, like, I was looking around, and, you know, they have flying cars. And they have all kinds of crazy stuff. And I was like, well, none of that happened. You know, but there are there, there's so many other things that, like, they couldn't perceive back when they made that movie, you know, which was, I believe, in the 80s. Um, you know, to, to the things we have now, you know. Like, you know, they're, they're talking on like uh, old portable radios and things like that. You know, I can pick up my Apple watch and I can, you know, I can talk to my wife, you know, on the other side of the, on the other side of the globe, you know, in a, in a split second. In your little get smart watch. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I mean, it's just, it's like you said, it's amazing to see the, the technology advances. And I think this is a really good example of that. I'm just worried about implementation, all the details that are really fuzzy now are the ones that I feel are going to have to be hashed out really, really well in the future. And the other big question is, who is the one to determine some of that? Because, not going to lie, like, look, they might have a lot of uh, good ideas about a lot of things, but science and tech are not one of the things that most politicians have a great grasp on. Most. Um, so it's like, I, I think in a case like that, you really need more of an international community of tech. Kind of like your... Um, of course, it is uh, losing me at the moment with some of the other ones that are out there, like the international... Um... Any of the big standards bodies, even. Yeah. 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 Like, if you have something like that, cool. I'm going to feel a whole lot better about that, especially in case like this, where it's not just the tech side, but also the medical field. Like, they need a lot of input on that, too. You know, what are some of the long-term effects of redirecting those the, the neural lapses, you know? Are there any? And I like that, you know, in a case like this, you know, they're using pigs because uh, I guess for from the medical side of the house, pigs are actually much closer than anyone would have thought for a long time. Like everybody's like, oh, monkeys. Well, yeah, and that helps. But pigs, at least from the, the brain side and some other uh, musculature or and carbon makeup are actually quite close. Which, you know, and by all means, yeah, I'm not saying don't, you know. Do the pigs first, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm not asking to be the guinea pig, you know, but even even on the standards bodies and stuff, and, and I don't want to just keep going down the dark trail of, you know, everything's terrible, everything's horrible kind of deal. You know, if you could, it, it all comes down to trust, and I feel like in this day and age, though, is where 
it's just really hard to trust anybody anymore because it seems like everybody's got some sort of scam going on. Everybody's got some sort of leak. Everybody's got some sort of thing that, you know, gets found out two years later kind of deal. It makes me really worried that even if there is a standards body, that getting that next step to where something's in my head, that's just, that's a really big leap. Agreed. You know, and and I guess any sort of technology is like that. Anytime you're moving forward, it's always stressful. It's always, you know, an issue up front. And then things become more and more normalized, you know, and it's less and less of a big deal. Whether that's right, wrong, or indifferent, I don't know. You know, and I'm sure we'll get there and someday, you know, it'll just be the way it is. But, you know, I, I just, I think it's one of those things we have to tread very carefully, that's all. Nope, I am 100% in agreement on that. As of right now, let's keep it all external. You know, you want to hand me a Jordy LaForge mask, a visor, which I guess in theory is Google Glass, um, except his was much better. Uh, cool, I will do that all day. I'll be your guinea pig for that. You want to have some sort of a, a deep VR experience? I'm all for that. But kind of like you right now, that trust isn't there, but I, I'm i curious to see what the future holds because I can see a lot of promise in this tech. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, I think that uh, that wraps up our, our three topics for today. Was there anything else that you wanted to, to toss out there? I think we kind of covered all of those pretty well. Well, guys, this was our first uh, episode of Dual Ramblings. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, our plan is to publish all of our new episodes on Tuesdays. You know, if you have questions, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Dual Ramblings. We will have an email set up as well. Um, you know, let us know what you think of the show. If we miss something, if we mess something up, if you have topics that you'd like to hear us discuss, you know, please let us know. Oh, yeah, we're all about fact-checking, too. So if there's something we've said that was factually inaccurate, please let us know that as well, because I like to learn new stuff. Absolutely. We are, uh, we're trying to be the podcast for everybody, and we want everybody you know, to, to have a say in this as well. So you know, keep us in the loop. All right, guys, have a great day. Have a great night.